broadcasting direct from somewhere in the core of cyberspace. You are listening to the J2 Podcast. Technical difficulties, guys? Nah, we're just uh, working some of the bugs out of the system. With your host, Justin Wilson, covering topics such as networking, internet provider news, Every 12-year-old kid in Miami has one. And everything in between. All systems ready. Hi, this is Justin. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, you may not know what's going on with uh, buy cells and their Gen 1 CPE. So let's let's talk about that a little today, and let's talk about all the uh, threads going on on Facebook. And I saw one pop up on Wispa this morning, and um, let's let's kind of dive into that and you know get some get some thinking going on about it. So for those of you who don't know, um, the Gen 1 CPE for buy cells are not CBRS certified. So so what happened there? Well, you know, a lot of us have been focused on the rulemaking, the auctions, you know, how how all this is going to play out on paper. You know, how how does the WISP get in on this? One thing that that's been a little bit been removed from people is the whole department of defense this this whole cbrs uh, stuff came about because of the department of defense um, the navy and their warships uh, are using the 3500 um, band to to do stuff so you know we we started down this process and everybody was concentrating on uh, the how, how does the auction work? How um, how is the rulemaking going to going to work? Uh, what some people forgot about was you know the Navy and their technical deployments of of CBRS band. So you know we're 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 turning along. We're getting all this stuff um, done and. Boom, along comes the Department of Defense and says, well, we want to make some changes. Um, you know, we, we need some changes for ourselves and we're the big gorilla here. So you, you pretty much have to do what we say. Um, you know, the FCC is going to listen to them even more than uh, Verizon or AT&T or, or even WISPA. So... You know, that's why you have, you know, basically the three, the three tiers of CBRS. You know, you have the, the incumbents, the PAL, and the GAA. The incumbents are basically the, the DOD. Yeah, there's some others in there, but, you know, that's, that's the big hitter there. The PAL, the PAL is the way for the FCC to make money on all this. Um, the GAA is the, you know, the, the way to appease everybody to say, well, we're just not selling the spectrum. We're, we're giving some megahertz here for for general use so how does this tie into buy cells well when when cbrs first was being talked about you know we we need to understand there's a difference between lte and cbrs um you know lte is different even though they use the you can use the same frequency um you can use lte and you know 3500 you can use lte in two two gigahertz you can use it in 700 megahertz um so it's you know lte is different than cbrs is what i'm trying to get at so when when this first all started happening 
the Department of Defense, the DOD, had not really weighed in on a lot of, um, you know, what they needed. They they had a framework. They, you know, they had a pretty good idea. But, you know, come 30 days ago, 60 days ago, the, the DOD said, you know, hey, we, we need this extra stuff. This this has to happen for us. And so that's what nixed the buy sells, uh, you know, Gen 1 CPE from being CBRS certified. Same thing happened to Telrad. Um, I'm sure there's some other manufacturers out there that this has happened to. Um, maybe some of the um, the cell carriers who were, you know, deploying or not deploying, but, you know, thinking about gear in CBRS, it probably, you know, uh, affected their plans. So, you know, what, what are you to do? You know, there's some Facebook threads and things like that talking about class action suits. You know, let's let's be honest here. The only people who ever make money in class action lawsuits are the attorneys. Um, there are full blown attorney firms that that's all they specialize in is class action suits. Um, I don't know how many of you have ever gotten a uh, postcard in the mail that says, oh, you're you're basically a winner in this class action suit. Here's your 23 cents. Um, I had one of those happen recently about oh, about a year ago. I've received several over the years. I just kind of stopped paying attention to them. I opened them up and, oh, did I win the lottery? Uh, in other words, I, I, I don't look at it in any at anything more than that so my last one was 23 cents it cost them more in postage to send me that 23 cents than it you know than it actually was worth so the attorneys get the money now let's let's think a little bit deeper on um, this this class action stuff so say say you're a wisp out there and you have you know, 10,000 CPE that need to be replaced. Will a class action lawsuit work for you? Well, I'm not an attorney, so I'm not giving legal advice. Maybe it won't. Maybe it will. You know, talk to a rec reputable attorney. But you are you going to continue your relationship with a company like Buy Sells after you sue them? If you sue me, I'm probably not going to want to, uh, you know, resume my relationship with you. I don't want to provide you services. Uh, it's it's probably just not going to happen. So you're severing your relationship with a vendor. And if you plan on fork forklift upgrading your entire network, okay, maybe maybe that works for you. But just just think about all of the ramifications other than just the money. Um, yeah, sure. This is this is a sucky situation, and I'll preface this by saying I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not a wisp owner um, or a primary wisp owner that has has buy sells, um, and it's a whole lot easier for me to sit here and talk about how someone else should use their money. Um, you know, it's to me it's almost monopoly money because it's not my money. So I, I've been there. I understand what it's like to be emotionally attached to your network, um, to have bad things happen to your equipment. If anybody who's been around long enough knows what it was like when Motorola Canopy, it's been that long ago, went from, I think it was either P8 hardware to P9 or P9 to P10. Um, whichever one it was, the previous generation of hardware would not talk 
to the new generation of hardware. So what happened was, you know, you're you're going along, you have these P8 or P9, whichever. Well, we'll say going from P8 to P9. Someone someone can probably correct me out there. So you have these P8 uh, APs up there, and all of the P8 hardware runs runs out. So now you're having to buy P9 hardware, which does not work with your APs. And Canopy's fix was, well, you know, buy new APs. And their actual fix was, okay, you go out, you take down your existing AP, mail it back into your distributor, Canopy, or whomever, and we'll ship you a new one. There was no, hey, we're going to ship you a new one, you know, take a credit card on file or whatever, put it up in the air and ship us back the new one and we'll give you your, you know, your credit on the card. It was just a bad situation. So the Wisp industry has survived many things like this. Yeah, it sucks. Um, so what are you to do? Beat up buy sells. You know, uh, they're, they're given this 50% discount. Um, one thing you got to realize is, you know, you as a business owner, you got to make money on your products. So I don't know where buy sells is on, you know, giving the 50% discount and it's off MSRP. So yeah, you can, you can make that argument that no one pays MSRP. However, you know, buy sells has a bottom line of their, their CPE. So if you want them in business, you know, a year from now, they can't make anything for free. They got to at least, at least break even, lose a little money, maybe here and there, um, you know, make some concessions, some soft costs, whatever it happens to be. But when they produce these, they still have to pay for the raw materials, the labor, they're, they're still paying money. So beat them up about other things. I don't know how many of you out there who have a spend agreement. So say you have, you know, 10,000 CPE to replace. Um, you're going to spend, be spending a lot of money on a spend agreement. Now you're not going to, you know, get any further discounts, most likely off that, you know, that 50%, but that can apply to other things. You know, now, you know, maybe you're buying, Cambium EPMP or Cambium 450 or Ubiquiti or whoever you're buying for the rest of your network. Maybe you can get discounts on those. You know, talk to talk to buy sales, talk to your distributors and say, hey, you know, you know, this situation, I'm in the situation. Let's and I hate, hate, hate this word. Let's think out of the box and see, you know, what else you can help me do. Um, you know, talk to folks like Retalia Funding. Maybe they can, you know, help you finance some of this. Because at the end of the day, your network still has to um, still has to work. So whether you do a forklift upgrade and you know swap it out for another manufacturer, or you um, you know you you swap out the CPE uh, for newer generation buy sales, it still has to work. You're making money, hopefully, off those customers. So you just can't. Oh man, I'm mad. I'm gonna rip it all out. Well, in the in the long run, is that really the best situation? Maybe it is for you. Where I would say, you know, after you talk to buy sales and talk to your distributor, 
talk to a good attorney about a telecom attorney such as Steve Coran or I've, I've seen on the list there's there's a couple others that are, are talking about this you try to get an extension um, you know, WISPA tried to get an extension, but they I think they asked for too much. You know, they asked for a three year extension. They asked for several concessions. The FCC is just, you know, they're not going to do that. So ask for, you know, a year extension. Go to go to an attorney. You know, Steve's a great attorney. Steve's a Washington, D.C. attorney. So he charges Washington, D.C. rates. You know, that may or may not fit your budget. But, you know, find find a good telecom attorney that has done a couple of these and say, I, I, I want to do an extension. Um, maybe you get nine months or a year, something like that, where this this whole buy sells fiasco is not as huge of a deal. You, you have more time to do it instead of just a couple months. Um, that's probably going to be the the long term fix for this, because even logistically, you can't swap out all these CPE in just a, just a couple months. So, you know, talk to all these various folks, you know, come up with a plan that suits your business. You know, to me, suing everybody, it might be five years before that class action suit is ever settled. You still got to service people in those those five years. You still have to swap out the CPE. You know, are are you going to bank on winning the lottery in five years from this class action suit? I don't think so. So you know, approach it smartly. You know, kind of kind of work out what's best for your business. And you know, that's kind of my thoughts for the day. Thanks for listening.